sometimes when I do a story about how strange things are in the church in Germany, I get responses from lay folks likely from that country that say things really aren't as far gone in Germany as we make it sound, and that I should stop focusing on it so much. Or others who ask why I don't report on some good news once in a while. If there was church-wide or conference of bishops-wide good news to report in the church, I would. I have before. It's just been a long, long time. I don't relish in these stories. I really don't. But today, I have more of it, this time in the form of what looks like a schism being actuated between the church and Germany and the rest of the church. Germany has a history of this, as a likely sulfur-scented ghost of Luther can attest to. We live in the world he made, after all. The church in that country has decided to shed all remnants of the Catholic faith and push not only for the embracing of Father Brenda, but also for the laity celebrating the Eucharist, among other strange changes. So brace yourselves for this one. This story comes from The Pillar. Now, if you haven't heard of that outlet, it was started by former CNA editors after the recent shakeup at EWTN that I reported on about a month ago. And if you didn't know, the Catholic News Agency is sort of the print arm of EWTN, or at least one of them. The summary of this story is this. The Vatican is reviewing German synodal proposals to override bishops, select pastors, ordain those that the world demands that the church ordains, like Father Helga or Father Brenda. Let's dive into the story. Quote, The Vatican is reviewing a set of proposals under consideration for approval by the General Assembly of the quote-unquote synodal path of the Catholic Church in Germany. The proposals include the selection of bishops and pastors by church members, meaning laity, elected lay committees with the power to overrule the decisions of bishops for, a, for the ability of German Catholics to decide on the ordination of those who I call Father Brenda to the priesthood. The proposals are made in a document called the Fundamental Text of the Synod's Forum One, a working group focused on proposing changes to the Catholic Church's structures of governance. The pillar obtained a copy of the document, which has been sent to church leaders in Germany. The text was adopted by the working group in December and has been made available to all members of the so-called quote-unquote synodal path, an official assembly of German bishops and lay delegates that aims to suggest structural and doctrinal changes to the Catholic Church in Germany. The working group is chaired by Bishop Franz Josef Overbeck, who has expressed openness to the priest, to the ordination of the those that the world wants us to ordain, and by somebody calling themselves Claudia Luking Mesh of the Central Committee of German Catholics, an influential lay organization partnered with the German Bishops' Conference to organize the country's synodal path. And mostly, quote, and if you think this stuff will stay in Germany, well, it won't. <laughs> I'm going to pause here for a second. Pope Francis recently chose a nun to be a fully participating member in the selection of bishops in Rome. That has never happened before. Meaning that for those of us hoping that Francis will continue to do what he has always done on this issue, which is to tell the German bishops to slow down and work in concert with the rest of the church, you might be disappointed. He may give on this issue, allowing the kinds of folks who qualify by nature to enter the convent to participate in this process. Now, for those who don't understand why this is an issue, this is a historic anomaly, something only seen in the era of the modernist heresy in the church, meaning in our day, not something the authentic Catholic faith would ever do. The German bishops will be passing this in their national conference in the coming days or weeks, regardless of what Rome says. And they want to put the lady in control of the bishops. I want you to really understand what we're talking about. In other words, they want the church under the leadership of the typical Catholic. 
I assume you understand why this isn't really a good idea, but if not, let's go into some details here. All you got to really do is look at how all the issues, the, the issues that the church teaches about in exercising our faith in real life and how so few Catholics actually even agree with that. At least in the Novus Ordo, in the, in the traditional communities, whether they're in the Eastern Rites or the Byzantines, the Ukrainians, etc., or if it's, you know, the traditional Latin mass communities, you find those the agreement numbers in the range of upwards of 98%, but not in Novus Ordo communities. But here's the example of what they want to do in the diocesan parish level. From the pillar piece, again, we learn the quote, we learn this coming from here, this quote here. Addressing the church's systems of governance, the text urged that, quote, monistic structure of powers must be overcome according to which all rulemaking and implementing powers are concentrated exclusively in the office of the bishop, and at the parish level, all leadership authority lies with the pastor, who can delegate it partially to others, but can also withdraw it from him at any time in the event of a conflict. At the parish and diocesan level, committees should be given the power to override decisions made by pastors or bishops, the group said. The piece goes on to describe how the power of the bishop and the priest must be replaced with that of the laity, and how the laity must control the bishop and the priest because, quote, if it is foreseen that the bishop or the pastor can override a decision, a qualified majority must be established by which it can be overruled if necessary, end quote. Okay, so the church must be leveled. That is not what the faith teaches, but that is what these people want. The church is hierarchical by nature and is essentially a monarchy on earth, with Christ at its head and the Pope as his prime minister, his representative. That's it. Hence the language about doing away with monistic structures. Yet what this is filled with is the language of Marx and Lenin and the rest of it. Focusing on structures of power is Bolshevism. It's not of the Catholic faith. It's of Lucifer, not Christ. And yet here we are. Now you might be asking why I call this schism. So to John Henry Weston's website, we go for this, and there a full article on this, quoting that piece. Quote, Pope John Paul II, in his apostolic letter, Ordinatio Sacerdotalis, stated that the church has no right to ordain those in question to the priesthood. Form 1 admitted in the text, however, due to new insights in the witness of the Bible, in the developments of tradition, and into anthropology, the coherence of his argument, John Paul II's, and the validity of his statement, Pope John Paul II, are often questioned. It is necessary to reconnect again the witness of scripture and tradition with the signs of the times and the sense of the faith of the people of God, the text continued. Earlier, it had built up the signs of the times and the sense of the faith of the people of God as important interpretive keys to argue for changes to the church's teaching. Accordingly, Forum 1 proposes that the church in Germany, during the synodal path, should also give a reasoned vote on the question of the ordination of Father Helga, which includes an invitation to the Universal Church and the Apostolic Stee to study anew the questions raised and to find solutions. Given that the demand for this move in ordination directly contradicts what Pope John Paul II said less than 30 years ago, the document also asked for other, less outrageous changes. Quote, the Apostolic See is requested to respect the formative rights of diocesan bishops that serve to organize local pastoral ministry and to promote evangelization. Examples include the preaching of qualified faithful, commissioned for this ministry, in the celebration of the Eucharist, and the organization of parish and community leadership. Regarding the leadership positions in the church, the document stated, 
For the Catholic Church, it is important that decision-making processes are tied back to the interests and ideas of the faithful, which are rooted in their sense of faith, end quote. My suspicion is here that the sense of faith that they're talking about is not the same sense of faith that we usually talk about here. But do you see it yet? This is a church inspired by the vision of Luther and the world, not of the apostles and our blessed Lord. The laity celebrating the Eucharist, the ordination of those we're talking about here, or maybe in this case, well, as I've already said, Father Helga, directly contradicting the statement of a pope that is argued by many is the only post-conciliar example of papal infallibility exercised since the council. For those wondering who made the argument, I believe it was Peter Kreeft some years ago, though I might be mistaken. But this is schism. This is the church in Germany seeking to set up a new hierarchy with its own avenues of jurisdiction. We haven't seen something like this since before the council in any meaningful way, but the church in Germany has been moving in this direction for years, despite the voices of a few faithful bishops and ladies speaking in opposition. And you noticed who's leading this? Clergy, as is always the case. The question now is whether Francis will go along with this. He has said numerous times before that the church in Germany must follow the Vatican's lead, and even use the word schism to describe what they were suggesting here. Now, if you want to know what opened the door to this, one peculiar change in the church structure made this possible. The invention of the parish council. This innovation came after Vatican II, and the decree on the apostolate of lay people. It was a leveling move in the church, and would turn out to be at least partially necessary, not for any good reason, and no, I'm not endorsing it, but because of the collapse in vocations after the council made it necessary. Once upon a time, in far better days, the typical parish had several priests and a rotation of seminarians who were doing field studies and experience in the parish. You, at that time, could get confession every day, multiple times a day if you needed it. The clergy managed the parish. The same is said at the diocesan central offices, the offices of your archbishop. But Vatican II brought in the notion that the laity should run the church, which is a fascinating turn of events that hasn't exactly borne positive fruit. And the logical evolution of this concept is now being spoken openly about in Germany, with the laity wanting to hire and fire their bishops and priests. If this isn't the ape of the church or the parallel church that mystics, popes, and even Fulton Sheen warned us of coming to pass right in front of our eyes, I don't know what is. Pray for the church in Germany, and pray that Francis does what he's done in the past, the one thing he's really, really good at, protecting his authority, which in this case would tell the bishops in Germany that they're wrong, and maybe going further than that. It's one thing I think we can count on Francis to do, protect his authority. He's done it before, and in this case, I actually hope he does it again. What do you think, though? Should the German faithful start figuring out who the better bishops are and go to the ones who will remain in communion with Rome, or is it too late? Is Germany already in schism? Let me know your thoughts on this in the comments below, and as always, pray for the church. I'm Anthony Stein. Ave Maria.